0: We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. I've got a real treat for us because we are talking to Taylor Fisher today. And that is, might apply, might not apply. Always applies to me. I'm always curious. There's so much to this digital world that if you're not even hardly familiar with it, get on a social platform. I know it's scrolling, look on Insta, look on TikTok and just see what's happening out there because it's a whole new world and it's been there. And I will say that it's a commerce, it's an industry. Personally, myself, this girl is gonna be represented sooner than later and we gotta learn a little more about it. So for some, my veterans out there, yes, okay. Taylor is going to, with her Taylor Fisher Consulting, hey, she's gonna help us with some content and sales pages and how it converts. And to the others, the newbies, and I'm in that class. I followed, I have bought courses, and now I'm going to like take that jump into the other side and be a true creator. So with that, I can't wait to pick her brain and see what it's all about. Get ready to learn and welcome Taylor. So glad you made it. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm glad to be here. So tell me about you anywhere you'd like to start? Sure.
1: I've always loved stories and I worked for a newspaper for a very short time. But in that short time, I discovered that I loved the human feature stories, which is when I would interview someone in the community and talk about them. And I didn't enjoy the sitting in on city meetings stories and the hard news. So that's kind of where I realized what I really love to do. And I've taken that into telling my clients stories and connecting with their prospects through storytelling and making true, genuine sales through
0: that. So, break down a little because, again, digital marketing and digital content might not be that familiar to some. And soon it's only going to be a handful because this is here to stay and growing each and every day with the possibilities being totally endless. So describe to us, if you can, first of all, digital marketing and the steps on how you're going to sell a product or a service by reading words on a screen.
1: Yeah. So your words are what really help someone decide whether or not they're going to buy from you because your words are what shows them how you can actually help them. An example is if someone is if you have a course on how to speak fluent French and someone maybe they have in-laws who are French and they're always struggling to communicate and they have to use translation apps and they they have all these problems with it and they really want to learn how to speak fluent French fairly easily. And you have the perfect solution. Your words, your emails, your sales page, that's what's going to show them how they can get from where they are in their struggles to where they want to be.
0: How long have you been offering these services? How long have you been in the digital market?
1: Five years, and it's been a journey. I have been specifically writing sales pages for five years, but I've been writing uh, launch copy. I started five years ago, and launch copy covers anything when you're launching a course or membership. Sales pages is one aspect of that. So yeah, it started when I realized that I really liked interviewing people and telling their stories, and it's just grown from there.
0: So it also sounds like honestly, I don't know if you ever thought about you would be actually a really good podcast host as well only because you're a good listener. Like you're asking some questions, you're really listening to people's words and then you can really process them and then give them the direction that they're trying to achieve with their product or their offer.
1: Yeah, I I never, I just, at the moment, doing a podcast is one more thing to add to my plate. It might happen in the future, but mm-hmm. at the moment, mm-hmm. I'm pretty focused on building my email list and writing emails and writing sales pages for people.
0: So if someone, I'll say like me, is new to it, I'm familiar from the standpoint I'm a consumer. I have definitely bought and learned from a lot of courses. As a matter of fact, if people of the community who have listened to this uh, it for our almost three years, A, thank you, but they all know that I took a course. It was called the Podcast Accelerator. It was eight weeks. It was how to create a podcast. They taught us how if we wanted to produce it ourselves and get it out there, we knew how to do that. Or I take the easy way, thank the Lord, and have a wonderful production company. Shout out Ginny Media. So I'm definitely already a consumer in the niche. Like I can open an email, look at an offer, or... An ad that then leads me to an email, and then be like, "Hmm, Yeah, okay. It's just a whole different way now of, I'll say, shopping. But more importantly, there's so much to be learned that's at our disposal. Like, what have you seen in the last five years with, I'll say, even your clients and your client offerings of all the different problem solving products that are out there.
1: Yeah, so I remember learning about like a three-step product launch like mm-hmm. several years ago. And it's it's when you send like free videos to your email list and things like that worked really well at first and they still do depending on the industry. It's not like it will never work. But when consumers online continuously see the same things from multiple different people, They just kind of know what to expect, they get used to it. It doesn't work as well. However, if you really understand your audience, and you can speak to them in their language and on a way that resonates with them, it will work they will follow you. And the way that you can just kind of be confident that what you're saying is what they need to hear is to talk to them. It sounds very mm. simple, but mm-hmm. I always, before I write any copy, I always, after I get to know my client really well, I ask them to connect me with a few of baby people who've already bought their course or their membership. And I talk to them and I find out what they had problems with before they bought this course, how this course has changed their life or their business. What was their experience with my client? And I just listen and they tell me and I use what they say and I put it in the emails on the sales page because that's what will
0: resonate most. So basically it's market research broken down. It's market research as opposed to back in the day, market research, an entire semester's course was all about, you know, how are you going to get that information from your client? And it was hard. So with market research, we didn't have the technology, but yet the result was still the same, like what you're doing. You're asking the consumer, hey, what would really make your life easier? And wow, I see you bought the course from Sally, like you bought the course from Stephanie, damn it, she's going to be selling one, or you're in Stephanie's membership, why? And then they tell you. Mm -hmm. And isn't Mm -hmm. that just kind of the easiest thing? Because most creators really are here to serve, we want to solve a problem. Do you find your clients that come to you? Is everyone of different stages in the lifespan of their company. Like me, I would be like such a newbie. Like I've never written a sales page. I've never written the pitch. I don't have a landing page to get into the stages of the funnel to convert to a sale. Are your services obviously good for anybody at any stage?
1: Yeah, I've had uh, clients who this is their first time launching. And I've also had clients who they've already launched multiple times before, but they're looking for better results. And one of my main things is I want to take the stress out of this because Mm. launching your course, your membership and just flat writing and knowing how to put your sales page together is very stressful. And I'm here to just take the stress out, like give you peace of mind and give you confidence that this is going to work, but you don't have to hire me. I love to teach people how to do this themselves because not everyone is ready or has the means to hire a sales page copywriter or strategist and it like we were just talking about talking to people who are Mm -hmm. in your membership already Mm -hmm. you can do that yourself it doesn't have to be a big deal you don't have to think oh this is a super important interview like just don't make it complicated literally you're already talking to your people you already know them just ask them to get on a 20 minute call with you and You'll get a lot of good insights that you can use.
0: It is so true because, A, we tend to take that overthink path a thousand times. And the stress, as you mentioned, and again, that is one of the things that you do bring and deliver any creative that is putting themselves out there. It could be the artist hanging their painting on the wall and putting it in a gallery and, and will someone buy it or who thinks that this is such a good idea, but you never know until you try. And nine times out of 10, there is someone out there that needs it.
1: Yeah, and what's interesting is even in a saturated market, like even if there's tons of courses on how to speak French, not everyone is going to find everything. They're gonna find you. And when you resonate with them, they're not even gonna worry about trying to find another course.
0: We live in this day and age of, let's talk about it, AI. I think so many people are just on very definitive sides of the street with this. I mean, look at the actors' strike, and they've drawn a line in the sand. And I I know that AI definitely has something to do with it and how they're going to be portrayed or such, and I get it. But I just look at it so from a selfish standpoint, I'm like, wow, this is great, because I think maybe I know what I want to talk about, or here's an idea, but where do you begin? How do you start? For me, I like it so far. How have you seen it change your course of how you do business?
1: Yeah, um, I actually love AI. And if a copywriter is afraid of AI, they're not very good. Because AI is literally, if you know how to give it the right prompts, it's just like another person, like it can Mm -hmm. be your assistant, it can give you ideas, it can help you think of things you've never thought of, it can help you in your market research, it can obviously write things faster for you. Now, you can't say write me a welcome email for XYZ, it'll give you garbage. But if you give it good inputs, like one of the ways I use it to try to help me in the market research. And you always have to do your regular talking to your customers first, because AI isn't always reliable, but it can help. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll ask, I'll describe the customer that we're trying to sell to. And I'll say, you know, you are Taylor Fisher, who struggle who has in laws who are French, and she struggles with communicating with them, write a journal entry, And it can give you lots of insights. And again, if you give it good input and good prompts, it can write your emails and your sales page for you or more like it'll write sections of your sales Mm -hmm. page. It won't write Mm -hmm. a good sales page if you just try to get it to write everything at once. But as far as like in my industry, copywriters, the copywriters who are losing their jobs to AI don't offer much other than literally writing. They don't offer strategy, problem solving, consulting. And really anybody can do their job. But if you are someone that can provide consulting and help your clients solve their problems and help them strategize and teach them how to use AI. Don't don't be afraid. Like anytime you give out free value, that just makes you more of an authority and an expert. So I love Mm -hmm. AI.
0: (laughs) It's very exciting. I love AI too. It's just such a funny topic sometimes where some people, again, very, very valid. I get it. But if you just keep feeding it the prompts. And I mean, I find that I always, ironically, always will, the first prompt will always be like, you are the content creator. I am this. You're going to deliver this. Here's how I want to see it. I'll always start out with something in bullets and then expand from there. And for me, it's just a great fire starter. Like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I hadn't thought about that. And then that drives me into another portion to let me check that out. Instead of let me just copy and paste everything and say, okay, that's done. Because it doesn't always get your tone. Although it is funny when I say, you know, add a little snarkiness. (laughs) Uh But it can. And I think after a while, it might learn something about you if you do use it often.
1: Also, ChatGPT isn't the only tool. Like, Correct. Someone was just telling me that Perplexity, perplexity.ai is connected mm-hmm. to Reddit. And Reddit is mm-hmm. a goldmine for market research. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm very excited to dive deeper into that.
0: So much information. Is there a difference in strategy between a digital product, a digital, I'll say, download or course, and a membership? Are there different strategies? Are there different sales pages that you're looking to write and attract different things?
1: No, like the mark you're still going to do your market research. The structure of a sales page is not going to change depending mm-hmm. on if it's a membership or a course. I kind of have my process of talking to my client, talking to the customers, and then using that to write. So that doesn't change no matter what you're selling.
0: Basically, it is, you just need to establish who your client is and also the problem and the solution you offer am i missing anything yeah
1: yeah when and when you talk to people you can use their stories that they say uh stories really resonate with people so if they have a story about this thing they're struggling with and then it changed their life and here's how it changed their life or business it's not always life changing that dramatic (laughs) I mean, put those stories in your sales page. And one thing that, that can really help you in your headline on your sales page, mm-hmm. make it focus on either one of their biggest problems or one of their biggest desires. Don't try to put too much in your headline. And then in the next section, before you introduce yourself and before you introduce your course, use that following section to talk about their problems and their desires. And then you'll be able to to connect with someone like instantly. And then a little bit further down, then you can introduce the nuts and bolts of things.
0: So you start with the question, have you, do you, or?
1: Sometimes it can be a question, it can be a statement, because you'll hear common themes. When you talk to someone mm-hmm. who's already joined your membership, you'll hear the, the same types of problems. So just find, pull out those themes, you can ask a question, or since you already know it's something they struggle with, you can just state it. Or you can state like their desire, like know how to speak fluent French in 30 days. And that's not a very good example because I just pulled that out of my head.
0: It's still a guide. It's still definitely the guide. And then for you, let's say, so I've got some things in my head, not really knowing. I think I know I can figure some stuff out from enough videos and information that is out there, but I'm going to talk to an expert. And I might think I've got my process all together. Here's what I'm offering. Here's my story. And I almost kind of like want to hand you this bag full of supplies and say, okay, now, how do you make that a sales page?
1: I can help you create your course. But if you already have your offer created, then I can take your personality and then all the market research and then Mm -hmm. use a, a sales structure. Most sales pages are are generally structured in the same format. I touched on that. And then I'll take everything I learned and put it into that structure. And then you have your sales page. In a way, if you're doing like email, one way to think about emails is they're kind of like a sales page as far as what each email will talk about, only instead of this horizontal page, I'm sorry, instead of this vertical page, it's like a horizontal where this email talks about the problems that they're having. This email will resonate with them on their outcomes. This email will introduce your course.
0: And so it just like a horizontal sales page, broken up. But how do you, how'd you figure this out? How did you say, here's my superpower? I understand the layout and the structure, and this is what attracts people. And this is what will work for them to push the button to say, yes, buy now type thing. How did you find this? A
1: lot of time and research. And I learned from so many copywriters who have these millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of results. And it's out there. Like you just got to know that you're buying from someone who's highly experienced, who has a lot of results behind them. And I learned from them. And I pour, when I first started into this, I spent that whole first year just pouring myself into learning. So I developed my knowledge and pretty quickly.
0: And it's all now, thank you, technology, at our fingertips, either on our phone, on our iPad, or on your screen. Anyone can dive into this digital marketing world. They can. And I'm just curious that if someone was going to, let's say, somebody listening. Okay. They'll either Maybe I've never even thought about it. Maybe I've never heard of it, which might be unusual because everything right now, we just go online for anything and everything, but perhaps they've never bought a course. I get that part. And now they can learn anything. Imagine you can learn French. I can, you know, I can, this Puerto Rican can finally learn Spanish in her late ages. Yes, it's true. I absolutely can. Do all the pieces need to fit together? I mean, you have your problem, your niche, then you have, here's my solution. And oh, by the way, this is me. And this is how I came to find it all. So in a perfect sales page, in a perfect funnel, everything should be. Click and resonate and push that reader to become the consumer. That's the goal. Yes. Yeah. To convert. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yes. And you brought up the funnel and everything clicking in the funnel. Something I would love to touch on if you're doing, like, say, a Facebook ad that leads people to a landing page that leads them to enter their email so that they can get your email and the emails lead them to a sales page, you want all of that to feel like a seamless experience. So the don't talk about something, make sure that what you're talking about on each touch point of your funnel is similar is similar enough that it will it will kind of just lead people down this journey and they won't feel disconnected as they go from your ad and then they go on your landing page. And maybe you're talking about something that makes sense to you. But if you look at the, the words on your ad, and you look at the words on your landing page, they might not make sense to someone else who is brand new.
0: So it sounds like you should keep the conversation going, like, oh, we're standing on the driveway, here's my Facebook ad, and you're gonna click. Now we just walk to the corner, but we're still, and another thing, continuing on that same conversation, because now you've landed on the first touch or the second touch, which is the landing page
1: a practical tip to kind of help you is like your last couple sentences, say on your Facebook ad, pull out the keywords from that and use it to do the first couple sentences on your landing page. And that kind of helps that's kind of a practical tip to make sure that you're flowing seamlessly from one part of the funnel to the next.
0: And so part of the funnel is just you want to catch some attention, spur some curiosity, Okay, do I want to know more? Okay, click here for more. Now you can expand a little more in your information, i.e. the landing page. And then it might click again, just to reinforce either what you're saying, or at what point, I guess, are you bringing in testimonials? Here's what her clients have to say about her
1: oh, you can put a testimonial in your Facebook app, which is the first thing someone says. I mean, it's good to have testimonials in every touch point because nobody can talk more about how much you've done for them than your own client. And that really helps people Mm. trust you to see someone else praising you. So you can, I mean, your Facebook guy can be another past client success story or a testimonial. Put a, you know, when they go on your landing page and you want them to give you their email, Put a couple testimonials there. And if you say you have limited testimonials, you can pull out just a couple sentences from one testimonial and use it on your landing page and then save the rest of it for later. Or you can repeat testimonials, you know, if you have a limited number.
0: That is so funny because I usually see them middle to the end because I read everything I do, but I usually see the middle to the end. But it is such a great idea to let someone else do the talking for you. Yeah, it definitely boosts your credibility. Is one platform now a little better than another? Like is Facebook really just hitting it and that's a good place to start? Or is Insta good? Uh, Because now you can actually do some chat bots in the DMs on Instagram. Or is it wherever your tribe really happens to be?
1: They can all work. And I don't manage ads, so I don't know the algorithm algorithms at all, but every platform can work. And yeah, it's where your tribe is.
0: So stay where your tribe is, talk to them more, find out, get their feedback. And people are very free to give their feedback. They're very free with their opinions and, you know, even maybe start with a survey or take a quiz. I think people love to be asked because they do like to tell. Yes. Okay, this has been really good. But where because I know someone, I know one or two are definitely listening, and they're going to be like, "All right, this sounds really interesting. So where do you hang out? Where are we going to find you? And tell me some services that you offer with your consulting?
1: Yeah, you can find me on alignable. Look for Taylor Fisher Consulting on alignable. Or you can connect with me through my website, which is taylorfisherconsulting.com. You cannot find me. I am not on any social media on purpose. I focus on Alignable and then my email list. And if you are starting this sales page journey and you need some help on my website for free, you do not have to give me your email address to get it. I have uh, the structure of a sales page, so I give you like, I think it's 15, 15 points of what to say and where to say it. If you're interested in that, that's there for free. Nobody has to sign up for my email list to get it, but yes, you can find me on Alignable.
0: So we've spoken about in a couple of uh, episodes because I've gotten a few uh, connections and and had a few guests on from Alignable. So. For those who might not, they're like, Alignable, now another one? What the hell is that? If you're not familiar with Alignable. So Alignable is a networking for small businesses, as I understand it. And I actually, am curious as to how you got connected. I got an invite from a previous guest and I said, okay, something new. Let me try it out. And what great connections what great connections that you can meet people. And there's a lot of activities and meetups and forums that you can be definitely active in. Personally, I have not gone into any of them, but I know people that actually hold space for them. What's your experience been like? So far,
1: I really like it and I'm fairly new to it. I also got an invite from another copywriter that I know and I had never heard of it before, but I've dived headfirst in. I love it. I think it's great because it's so, it's just geared towards connections and networking.
0: And what I like is that, well, what i was taught told, like, this is for small businesses to connect and that's great. And you can connect with other business owners, but at the same time, then you, in true networking form, you know, you network and then you might use this person's services or that person's services, or again, get into that referral thing. And it just goes on and on. So it's another good, easy process.
1: Yeah, I feel like the people, I mean, I don't know, this is just my gut feeling. But I feel Mm -hmm. like the people who will get most out of it aren't ones who are trying to like, pitch their services and get clients because I think it's more geared to just like, nurturing those relationships and planting those seeds Mm -hmm. and allowing them to grow, Mm -hmm. which I very much appreciate for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I hear it. I hear you loud and clear. This has been fantastic. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time and for your knowledge. And now you've got my wheels totally turning and hopefully a sales page can come out of this. Hopefully we'll see. Yeah. Feel free to ask me any questions, email me or message me on alignable. I love to help people out. I'm going to definitely going to take care of that and do more. So with that, I say thank you, everyone, for listening. Another great episode. I want to hear your comments and see what you think about sales page content. Where are you in the digital marketing world? I know where I'm at. and You're going to be seeing memberships coming down real soon. Always your comments on the website, joyfoundhere.com. So appreciate five-star rating. Thank you, as always. And until next week, be kind, be good.